Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. Happy Friday. It is Friday, August 25th. Your boy. <clears throat> I decided last night that I had a craving, so I'd eat some cheese. <clears throat> Big mistake. I still have three open wounds in my mouth, and eating cheese was just not a very good idea. Now, it was soft cheese. Uh, it was block cheese, but just not a good idea whatsoever. Oh, my freaking God. Um. So this morning, I'm in, I'm in pretty big pain. I ran out of Advil, so I've got to go to Walmart. Uh, I, I wanted to make this quick. There ain't no way I'm making this quick. It's going to be an hour long. It, just getting it out there, it's going to be an hour long. I think the content is good. I think you'll like it. Uh, remember, it's Friday. So I try to, to tell people, hey, don't always try and, and, and buy on a Friday. Um, I, I think with yesterday's bloodbath, and yes, I, I said it on, on YouTube Live, I lost more money yesterday than I typically made in a year. Um, and it was because I was heavily invested in big tech. And, 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 you know, here, look, Microsoft down 2%, Apple down 2%, Google down 2%, Amazon down 2%, Tesla down 2%, Meta down 2%. I, I mean, Oracle down 4%, Adobe down three and a half percent. Pan W down almost four percent. Um, just bloodbath. Absolute bloodbath yesterday. You had some spots of green, not a lot. Even in the energy sector, you saw it going down. Um, just really, really bad. Um, I, I, I wrote a note. Uh, we went from a buy the dip market to a sell the rip market. Uh, clearly, it's a sell the rip market. NVIDIA was 100% that. We'll go over this. Uh, what I want to show you now is SPY. And, and this is SPY right now. You can see yesterday, uh, we kind of lost the confirmation below that nine day. Uh, we were up here. This was a nice big move in the afternoon, 1.5% on SPY yesterday in the afternoon. It was, uh, that was the morning, 1.25% 1 in the morning. The afternoon was just a 0.51. Afternoons are typically a little bit lighter, but we continued to go down. Uh, it just was not a good day whatsoever. So is this gap up here between 453 and 455 in danger? Not right now. Not right now. Um, and, and here's what I want to show you. Remember, today is the day that Powell speaks. And so last year, Around this time, he was in Jackson Hole, and, and he spoke for eight minutes. It, it was this time. That led to the October lows. So from this time until October, we continued downward when Jay Powell said, we're going to make things very uncomfortable for people. Um, that's what he said. So if he says something like that again today, this is the chart that I posted on Twitter last night, and I think I put, put in the private Facebook group as well. 
I think we come to cover this gap. I mean, this is a daily chart. So if I change this uh, from our four-hour algorithm over to a daily, uh, you'll see that there's a gap down there. Oh, where's this gap? Um, oh, it, I'm sorry. I was looking at Qs. QQQ. That's where the gap is. We're going to look at the daily on the Qs. And you can see that gap even on the four-hour um, where it starts to show up, but it really shows up on the daily. And so QQQ, if he's going to take us down, will take us to this gap. Now, you're not even to the 200-day if you fill that gap. I think the top of this gap provides some support. Take a look. Look at the volume shelves. You can see right at the top of that gap at around 338 is where there's a volume shelf. If we get back there. Now, I don't think he's going to say anything that's going to go crazy today. I think it's a, a whole ball of nothing. Um, I'll include a, a, a great paragraph. Um, ordinary treasury yields tend to rise based on a range of factors, such as the possibility of higher future inflation and investors' demand um, as compensated for risk. That's what's happened yesterday. Rates went up. I will include this paragraph in the newsletter. So if you get the newsletter, I'll point it out. This is about treasury markets, how the bond rates affected yesterday, and how it pulled everything down. Uh, 100%, it pulled everything down. That Yesterday's move was 100% rates went up. That was it. But look at where we are year to date. QQQ, still up 38, 36.58%. SPY, still up 14.72. I, I said that I'm up 23, 20, 22%, somewhere in that neighborhood uh, when I looked. Uh, I'm underperforming QQQs. I'm overperforming SPY. I am greatly outperforming the Dow Industrial, which is up 2.96, say 3%, and the IWM, which is up 5.66. Remember, the IWM was down below the Dow uh, for a good part. Now, if we go to just the last six months, you can see Qs are still up, SPY is still up. Dow Industrial is up 3.93, but the IWM is down 2.29. Small caps and medium caps, they are uh, underperforming the long term. Now, here's one month. One month, you know, SPY is down 3.8%. QQQ down 3.9%. Dow Industrial down 3.6%. IWM is underperforming one month. It's down 5.7%. We just look at the last five days. It's kind of flat. Dow, Dow is the only thing that's really losing. I think Boeing is the one that really took down the Dow um, for that one. Um, so take a look at these charts. Again, it's Seeking Alpha. Seeking Alpha, I'll, I'll include the year-to-date chart in the newsletter. Um, I think Seeking Alpha is a great website. They, uh, uh, they reached out to me, and I, I started talking to them about becoming an affiliate, so maybe I will. I just don't know if it's worth like $280 a year or something that you pay. Uh, I think my newsletter provides you a little bit more than they would um, just because it arrives in your inbox every day. And Seeking Alpha is something that you have to go out to. It's just a different kind of thing. Um, okay, so we, we looked at that chart. Uh, yeah. So here, after I looked at the, 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 this chart, after I, I, I provided this chart out on Twitter and stuff, I wanted to take a look at, okay, let me look to see what stocks are under the 200-day in our core portfolio. 
And so I, I basically did this scanner, and here's how to use TrendSpider. You go over to Market Scanner. I'll provide the link in the newsletter for anybody that's a subscriber. And you go to Daily Stock Pick. You look at the core portfolio, and you pull this up. There are some stocks that are under the weekly 200-day. This is a long-term view. Because the core portfolio, in my mind, are all long-term, other than Moderna, which I've said is a trading stock. You can take a look at this and, and take a look at the companies. Now, Target is one that's well under its 200-day. This is a weekly chart. It's under its 200-day. Your 200-day is still positive. You had this death cross back here in March um, when it was trading around 160. Should have identified that one. I did not. I'm still holding. Uh, Target is one that I don't know that I'd necessarily get in. One that I would get into that's under its weekly 200-day is Shopify. I bought more on Wednesday, I think it was, um, at about $56. I will continue to buy on this one. I continue to like this one. Shopify is under its 200-day. Um, I think it might be under its 200-day. Yeah. It went under its 200-day February, March 2022. Never has gotten back there. That 200-day at about $80 is going to provide resistance. So I'm building up a, 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 a position. But when it gets to that $80, close to that $80, probably $75, $72, I'm going to look at trimming. Cleveland Cliffs is one that is under its weekly 200-day, and it's in our core portfolio. Uh, it just got under there. Doesn't mean that it's going to stay there. I think that 50-day probably bounces up on this one. This one, I think, is a good one to get into. Another one that's under its 200-day on the weekly is Bank of America. You can see it bounced right off that gap at 26 way back here in March. Uh, I like this one. I will be continuing to add to this one. Uh, I like this one uh, where it's under 30. And then you sell it over 30. Oh, and guess what? The, the 200-day is way up at 34. What's providing resistance right now is the 50-day. So you have to take a look at these moving averages. Moderna, we won't even talk about. Disney, Disney's just a broken stock. But if Iger announces the dividend is back, you want to be in this one. So long-term, I don't think this is a bad buy. Do I think it could go back down to the 60s? I think so. They just have so much debt. That's the problem. And finally, Qualcomm. You'll see two lines here. And I've, I've drawn this multiple times, I think. And so it just kind of shows up and I never take it off. 108 is the support level. I think you get up here to the 200-day at about 126. This is a great trading stock if you want to trade it on a longer-term basis. Now, what you have to know is handsets. That's where they, these guys make their chips, blah, blah, blah. I think it's a good company. I think it's a good stock. I think if you buy it here at 108, you're not doing yourself any disfavor in the long term. I, I like it. The problem is you have to be uh, know that handsets, which is where these guys are, and self-driving cars, um, they may have a chip glut. And that's kind of what brought chips down yesterday is, hey, we may have a chip glut here coming up. And so a lot of that uh, came came through, but you can see, you know, that that support level right there, uh, down there, uh, Nvidia and SMCI. Uh, so let's take a look at those because I did buy those on Wednesday. Uh, Nvidia, I traded like a pro. Got rid of my retirement account uh, at about five oh five. It's now trading at four seventy. Uh, I will buy a 
a couple of days later. Look at, it's almost identical, almost identical to last time's earnings afterwards, where it went up a little bit, and then the afternoon candle it was just kind of dead. This one kind of crashed down. We had a 3% uh, uh, movement in the morning candle, and then a 2.41% in the afternoon candle. I think you're going to continue to go down. Uh, I think this one's just overbought. I think that that probably 450 is going to provide some level of support. I will be getting back in all the way down. Remember, I sold at 505 in my retirement account. I am still holding in my brokerage account. Major difference in the way I play it because I just was able to play it so that I didn't have a tax event. SMCI, I F this one up. Totally F this one up. Uh, this one, I bought it. I think around 270 something, 278. It's now at 262. It's trading in pre-market 258. I think you've got more downside on this one. I will probably dollar cost average this. This is in a brokerage account. The the mistake I made was when Nvidia's earnings showed up and this one popped to 300 and it was the bottom of this gap, absolutely should have sold. 350 was probably extending it. I do think that this gap gets filled at some point. Right now, that 258.25, that's still a decent buy because you're still above that as far as the algorithm goes. Your MACD is still low. Your RSI is kind of in no man's land at 45. So I don't think that holding on to this one is dangerous. The bottom level that I will probably get out on this is 240 because if we go to 240, I think this gap right here, at, at about 173, 185. I think that starts to get filled. I'll take the loss. I'll wait a few days. If I decide to get back in, I'll get back in. Don't want a watershed moment or whatever, you know, whatever that is that, that called wash rule, the wash rule. Don't want a wash rule if I'm going to take the loss, blah, blah, blah. Here's what you have to know about NVIDIA. It trades at 40 to, uh, 40 forward PE. Let's go over to Finviz. We're going to go over to Finviz and, and look at NVIDIA. It, the forward PE is 40, uh, 40.59. Um, there's a thing called peg ratio. Uh, and let's, let's look up peg ratio because uh, ratio, here we go. Um, price to earnings growth. And, and, and you can read about this right there. Peg ratio for NVIDIA is the lowest it's traded in five years. So do I think it's got room to grow? Yes. Here's the problem. And they showed this chart and I'm going to try and get this chart. Um, but Cisco traded very similarly to the way um, NVIDIA is trading right now during the early 2000s. So let's go over to Cisco and we'll look at a monthly and we'll go back to the early 2000s um, because 1999, you can see this is the way NVIDIA is trading right now. Uh, it's just straight up. And then what happened in 2000 was this one started to come down. I think we're not at this point with NVIDIA yet. I think we're at about this point with NVIDIA. But I think next year we get to this point where you're going to start to see a slump. This is no joke because this is May of 2000 all the way to November 2001. That's over a year and a half. And it slid all the way from 60 down to 12. So it's trading very similarly to that. 
You just don't want to be. You want to make sure if it starts this way, you get out. Take your profits, get out, do whatever you need to do. Make sure that you know what your term is for NVIDIA because that's going to be very important because if for some reason, uh, even though they're selling every chip they can make right now, uh, Snowflake announced that they are actually hoarding (laughs) uh, NVIDIA chips. They have a bunch of chips that they're not even using. They're just hoarding them. They're just holding them, waiting to use them. They're, they're getting them in, their, in place, and then they're deploying them as they can. The problem is, as you get that and these chips become older, uh, then new chips come out. And so maybe the old chips aren't available. The old chips all of a sudden go on the market. People are willing to buy the old chips and forego the new chips. So you, you don't want to get caught in a situation where there's all of a sudden, remember last year, we had the chip short, uh, chip glut, where all of these chip companies just came down. NVIDIA went from 400 down to, I think it was about 100 per share. Um, let's see. Let's look at NVIDIA. Um, and we'll look at a weekly. Because NVIDIA, Nv- the, NVIDIA was the, the, the basically a poster child of what happens when you... Uh, when you just run up too far too fast and you have a chip shortage and you put a bunch of chips out there, uh, you can see right here, November 2021, we're at 300. It went down to 120, 108. So 108 was the low October 2022. 108, I mean, you, you were cut more than in half. So just remember, uh, while it's running, it's a good stock, I'm in it. I don't think you should get out of it. I like it. Uh, but one that we talk about a little bit here, and I always, everybody asks me about this one, is Mullen. Mullen, M-U-L-N. This one held up yesterday, ironically. Uh, I would not even, it, it got a MACD cross up at 81 cents yesterday. I would not trade this on a four-hour chart. I would trade this on a 65-minute chart at the, be, at, the, at the most I would trade this on a 65-minute chart. At the least, I would trade this on a five-minute chart. I would feel much more comfortable on a five-minute chart. But this one, it's at 73 cents. It held up very well yesterday. Remember, the CEO only said, hey, we're just investigating uh, why, why short sellers are targeting us. They didn't say anything about actual stuff. Uh, Oracle. Uh, I wanted to bring up Oracle because I like Oracle. And Oracle was named yesterday uh, in an article I read the best value in the AI space. So remember, Oracle is going to be uh, using AI. Uh, They are a data company. They are storing all of this stuff in the cloud. It has run up here. We talked about this one back in the 60s. I thought it was a great buy. It's run up here from the 80s. It's gone all the way up to about almost 130, 125. Um, and, and, And you've got that run. Uh, it's now at 112. So it's capitulating here. It's on its way down. Uh, the four hour doesn't have it. Uh, I'm going to start a position in this one. It's now, it's the, one of the best tech names. Remember, uh, NVIDIA's at 40 and it's PE is 245. The PE for, uh, uh, Oracle is 36, but the forward PE is only 17. They're up 38% this year to date. Its target price is 124, so you don't have a lot of room. Um, but in June, a lot of these guys moved their targets up to 130 and 120. So I don't think 112 is horrible to pay for this one. 
Again, these guys buy it back a ton of shares and they retire the shares. Next to Apple, these are the, the, the guys that retire more shares. I want to bring up Palantir. I saw something yesterday that really concerned me with Palantir, and I think that's the reason for this one dropping from about 18 to 14. You do have a buy at 14.50. In pre-market, you're trading at 14.11. But this is what I want to bring up. Um, and I want to bring it up because uh, this is a sign that maybe we've reached a little bit of a, a peak, and maybe it's going to take a break. Look at this. Look at these dollar amounts that they're selling. $5 million, $4 million, $3 million. Now, it's not a ton. You can see on August 1st, um, this guy sold $40 million. $40 million worth of Palantir. This, from June until August, it's crazy how much they've actually sold. So I, I want you to be aware that Palantir, while I am holding and I am probably adding to it, I think it's a good thing that through all of those sales, it's only pulled back from 17 to 14. I think 13 is probably the bottom that you're going to see at the 200-day. You can see it hasn't really pulled back on that 200-day a lot. Uh, back here in, in, in January to uh, May, it was just kind of hovering around that 200-day. So maybe we have about four more months of it just hanging around that 200-day, and maybe it's between 14 and 15. But I want you to be aware of that one. The other one that I noticed with insider buying, and I brought this up before, is energy transfer. The CEO keeps buying huge amounts. Let's go to Finviz, and we'll go to energy transfer. Uh, average price target, $17.29. Um, now, mind you, these are old price targets. So it, it might be last year that was push, pushing that up to the average price target of 1729 Cheap PE, 10. Forward PE is 8. The dividend is 9.58%. So you're getting paid a huge dividend while owning this at 12, thinking that it can go to 17. Here's what you have to look at. Look at the insider buys. Look at August. Okay. Uh, Warren Kelsey, $10 million. $14 million, $14 million. They're buying at $12 and $13. $12.93, and this is just August, $12.93, $12.95, $13, and $13. Where are we trading today? We're at $13 in pre-market. So he's buying at the price that you would buy at, at much larger prices than what you would buy. Uh, one of the core portfolio yesterday, Boeing, I think it's under $220. Uh, I understand that that fuselage issue is a huge issue. They have to recall stuff. It's not a buy in the algorithm. Put it on your list. I think if it provides some support here and covers this gap down to 215, I, I don't think buying at 217 is dumb. I think you're at least getting back to the 240 level. Uh, I think you're fine. But Boeing, I wanted to point out, uh, there is a stock that was a SPAC. Um, just a few, a week ago or so ago, maybe it was last week, um, VinFast. This is VinFast Auto. This is a Vietnamese auto company. Put this on your list, VFS. It continues to fly. It's up 12% in pre-market to $55. It closed yesterday at 49. The algorithm had you in at 16. This is the $10 SPAC. 
When it was announced here, it was trading at about $11. They knew something. Remember, these guys are building a plant in North Carolina. They will start production sometime in 2025. So it's a, a very, very uh, hot stock. Volatility, I would trade it on a five minute. I would take your profits. This one could easily lose its rug uh, and get the rug pull. The issue is it's, it's got such low float. Let's see, is it InfinViz yet? It is in Finviz. Let's see if there's any. Yeah. Uh, $2 billion of float. Now, its market cap is only $300 billion. That's not a lot. It's up 390% year to date. Its PE is 190. They're not making money. I mean, these guys, you know, again, it's a Vietnamese company. It's a SPAC. You can read all the news about it over here, but it is crazy what it is doing. Uh, Now, speaking of SPACs, speaking of SPACs, Better.com, a mortgage company. Uh, I want you to, uh, to subscribe to the newsletter so you can watch this video. Uh, and I'm not going to play it on here. I'm going to wait and just pause it. Uh, but Better.com, a mortgage company by SoftBank, went public via SPAC yesterday. B-E-T-R is the symbol. Uh, B-E-T-R uh, is Better.com. Let me just pause this. Um, yeah, we'll pause it. Uh, the company went, the stock yesterday, let's do BTR. Let's look at the chart because it's a SPAC. So it went from $10 and guess where it went? Guess where it went? It lost 94% of its value yesterday. 94%. Take a look at that. It went from 17 to one, to one. The CEO uh, is just a douche. What I wanted to point out here, in December 2021, which was just two years ago, the better CEO fired 900 employees on Zoom, saying, I hope to be stronger next time. He said he, the last time he did this, he was crying. I mean, just crocodile freaking tears. Nobody's happier than me knowing that this guy just lost a shit ton of money. Now, here's the thing. It's up 11% in the, the pre-market. So any reaction is an overreaction, better.com. I'll include the story in the newsletter. Let's talk about some of the earnings into it, which has, uh, I use mint.com to track my, um, all of my accounts, all my spending and stuff like that. I love it. Uh, but Intuit owns that. They also do TurboTax. They had a cross up here at 504.42. They announced, uh, they met and they beat in pre-market. It's just kind of flat. Nothing crazy. Uh, this is what normal kind of, um, you know, meeting in today's, again, sell, uh, buy, not buy the dip, but sell the rip. It's just, if you meet, it's just great. Nordstrom's, on the other hand, they, luxury retail was killing it. This was up 7% uh, when they announced. Then they basically said, you know what, maybe our guidance, you know, we, we do have some shrinkage problems, blah, 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 on the call. Went back down to flat. So JWN is Nordstrom's. Marvel, uh, they, this is the company that last time on their earnings call, they highlighted AI. Uh, this time, they said, yeah, uh, well, while we like AI, it might not be as big an opportunity as we saw, blah, blah, blah. You can see this one gapped up from 49 up to 58 when they announced AI. They actually made better, better uh, earnings this time, but their guidance was a little bit meh, and so it's down 4% in the pre- uh, pre-market. Workday, 
Uh, this is the HR software. They beat with really good guidance, three percent up. So you can see a dollar forty-three. They went from a dollar thirty-one to a dollar forty-three. Uh, a firm was the big one, AFRM, and this one they beat with super strong volumes. Let me see where's my uh, a firm note. Uh, a firm activity was up twenty-five percent, and they expect to be profitable. It is up in pre-market 6.73%. Uh, Ulta, which is one of my holdings, uh, they announced there was a crazy good uh, beat on this one. And they, had, they guided up um, and they said, hey, we can't keep stuff in stock. Uh, but they did say, eh, we do have some shrinkage. So that's the problem with Ulta. Other than that, this would be back at about probably 440. Uh, right now in pre-market, it's at three, 433. Um, I don't know that this necessarily turns it around, um, but uh, you've covered this gap down here. I think you're putting in a bottom at about 420. Uh, if we look at a long term of Ulta, um, and I'm doing this more for me than it is you, uh, we may not have seen the bottom. Uh, you may come down to this, you know, probably support area of about 370 if we come down. But there, there's again, there's their earnings were strong. I mean, they're super, super strong. Uh, Gap, GPS, it was an enormous beat. Uh, the way these guys beat was by cutting costs. And so it was up by, I think, 4 or 5% when they first announced. And then everybody realized sales were down. Uh, it, 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 they have a new CEO who just started two days ago. He was on the call. He had nothing to do with the last quarter. But they just cut uh, cost out of their business. Uh, they have a ton of management issues. The new CEO is a good thing. It gapped up. This was the day he was announced um, back on July 26th. So it gapped up there. It's just coming back down to normal. You're probably putting in a floor at about 927 if you want to buy it here at 950. I think the new CEO has good things. Here's what you have to know. They cut cost tremendously. I mean, look at that. One cent per share to 34 cents per share. They made a ton. Um, so I, I like it. I, I, I don't shop there anymore. So I, I don't buy stuff at Gap. If you do, I think you should uh, buy the stock. Um, here, Charlie yesterday, uh, Zip Trader, he went over this. He, he basically had this video where he says, I'm pissed. I've had enough. And he goes over this emotional drama of the AMC and Ape stuff. Uh, I will include the video in the newsletter if you want to watch it. Um, yeah, that right there, that stock chart right there shows it all. I, I mean, it did a reverse split yesterday. Uh, today, Ape is no more. So if you want to trade Ape, you can't. It's an AMC, AMC share. Um, they have done an amazing, uh, uh, let's see, AMC, uh, amazing financial engineering. Adam Aaron, who is the CEO, uh, has made a absolute killing of this. He basically invited retail traders in. He said, we like you. We want you to help us, you know, to survive. We, we think that this uh, company is here for the long term. Um, he diluted every one of those people who believed, uh, when it went into a short squeeze, we'll take a look at just, uh, you know, weekly of this one, when it went into a short squeeze and it bounced back up after being kind of crazy here, it bounced from about a 115 up to 297 again. 
he sold more shares personally, and he, he announced the ape stuff, and that's what caused this stuff. All of this is because they're diluting shareholders. I'm not saying it's a bad business decision, but Aaron, Adam Aaron, who is saying that they're going bankrupt, is paid $18 million a year in salary. That's not stock. That's $18 million in salary. So if Charlie's uh, amazed or pissed that, hey, um, you know, this guy who's basically in charge of AMC invited people in, said, hey, we care about you, and then turned his back on them, that's what these guys do. And then they say, hey, it's business. It's business. Bullshit. I, I, I hate what they've done. I don't blame them for what they've done because I do think uh, at the end of it, I think Adam Aaron wants to keep AMC going. This is the business decision that needed to be made. Is he a good human? Hell no, he's not a good human. Um, you know, but he's making the decision that the company needs money. So he's diluting shareholders by basically selling up here and, and, and distributing down here and hoping that retail traders, and I don't think they have a chance in hell because there's so many freaking shares out there right now. There, you know, the writers are on strike. The actors are on strike. Movies are coming to it. You know, AMC is going to have a problem. Do not buy AMC. Do not buy it. Don't get into it. Just don't get into it. Uh, I've got a great article on uh, interesting uh, beneficiaries of AI other than NVIDIA and, and Microsoft and, and stuff like that. There's a great list right here, um, like Pinterest, New York Times. News Corp, Zoom Info, and it's based, it's, it's on category. That's the communications. Go to Consumer Staples, Walmart. In Energy, Oxy, Williams Company. Uh, financials, Brown, uh, Willis Towers. Um, healthcare, THC, DVA, DHS. You can take a look at this. I'll, I'll include this link in the newsletter. Uh, I really like this article. I, I thought some of these stocks were actually pretty good where you can find an, a, 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 some value. Uh, I've also got an article on uh, short squeeze, two stocks that could short squeeze, uh, ENVX and uh, CHPT. This is uh, Enovix and ChargePoint. Let's take a look at these two. Uh, ENVX. Oh, if I could type uh, ENVX. Do I have it? Yeah, there it is. Uh, this is a short squeeze. Read the article. Understand that it's probably just a high, a high profile guess. Um, some people write articles on this stuff. They talk up their book, blah, 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 the whole thing. But ENVX is one. ChargePoint is a charging standard, a charging network for EVs. Um, I'm not a fan of charging networks for EVs other than the Tesla network. The reason I like the Ch Tesla network and I think every other network will fail is because Tesla actually talks to the cars. ChargePoint does not talk to the char cars. ChargePoint is one that if you own a, uh, uh, you know, like a, a Whole Foods, put in a ChargePoint charger. That's what these guys are. And, and so he's saying, yeah, it's a failing business. It could come to a short. That stock uh, chart, absolutely it could come to a short. Um, Loop Holdings upgrades Netflix. Um, I, I will say this again. I am in Netflix. Uh, I think Netflix is probably one of the best uh, opportunities out there because I do think long-term it gets back to its highs. I think it covers this gap up to 460. You're trading at 411 right now. Um, if we look at a weekly and a long-term chart of this one, 
Uh, you have run a lot this year, a lot, all the way from May uh, uh, or June of 2022, you know, maybe the, the July lows on this one of 180, you're at 480, you're right at the 200 day. So that 200 day is going to provide you some level of a support. But take a look at t- November 2021. You've got almost 700 in this one. So I, th- with the increase in subscribers, the cra- password crackdown and revenue that's going to show up. Loop Capital upgraded their price target to $500. So, uh, Jackson from Instagram. Hi, Gary. I hope you're feeling better with your wisdom teeth. I have an interesting trade opportunity for you. Polestar, P-S-N-Y. If you guys know, Polestar is is electric vehicles. Uh, It's a Swedish electric automaker owned by Volvo. Interesting because their market cap is approximately $8 billion, and they have $2.5 billion in sales. When you compare that to Rivian, the market cap is less than half, but the sales are comparable. I understand there are different types of cars appealing to a different market, but given we still see an appetite for these electric car stocks, I thought it might be interesting to take a look at that said it appears to have no confirmation on the chart and there's no down, uh, there is a downtrend. Earnings are next Thursday before the bell. Uh, I like Polestars. If you guys haven't ridden a Polestar, I actually like it. Uh, I mean, it's a good car, solid car, owned by Volvo. Uh, so they're not going anywhere. The brand is a little bit tarnished, in my opinion, because they've been um, identified as kind of a low cost, um, and it's boxy, kind of like Volvo. So it's not for everybody. Um, you can see they lost twelve cents. They lost one cent. If they announce some type of profit, I think it's going to be good. Uh, from a chart standpoint, at three seventy six, I think you. I think you might be able to get into this one and play it against earnings. I just haven't seen a good earnings on this one. I mean, look at this earnings. Um, you know, and, and this is why car companies are tough. The difference between Polestar and Rivian, yes, it's much less. And Rivian has significant hype. But um, does Polestar need money? Let's say, let's look at Polestar, uh, PSNY. Uh, I think they were, uh, this was actually a SPAC, I believe, at one point in time. Uh, maybe it was an IPO, I'm not sure. They're losing $465 million, uh, cash on hand, $0.41. Cents. I think they have to dilute at some point. If they're not going to make money, I think they have to dilute. The average share uh, target price is $5.37. Uh, RF Lafferty just uh, initiated coverage with a $9 price target. Um, Wow. Uh, Mobileye to Autonomous to Polestar 4. Um, It's an interesting one. The reason I like Rivian is not because I think that the cars are better. I mean, again, these are $100,000 vehicles that are not getting um, government subsidies and stuff like that. I think Rivian under 20 offers you an opportunity to buy into this one and hold it for a long term. The valuation is crazy, though. And I don't know where Rivian is going. I think you're right in that Polestar is probably a better bet on this one. Rivian's, uh, you know, they're losing $59 billion. They're not going to be. RJ said they might be profitable um, this year or next year. If that happens, I'd be shocked. Um, But there's some accounting issues on that. The average price target is 29 on this. You're at 19. If you buy at three um, with Polestar and you get to nine, that's a pretty good one. But I, I do, I, I think both companies have opportunities. I just think 
until you get to a Tesla where you, or a GM or a Ford where you're actually making money. And remember, Ford and GM uh, are not making money. They tend to lose money. Tesla's making money. Um, but until you get to that, I think these are all trades. I don't think these are owns. And everybody wants to have the next Tesla because the, the stock just went nuts. But I just don't think you, you could do that. Uh, so hopefully, Jackson, I, I think you could take the chance on it. I like the cars. I just think it's a hugely uh, intensive, uh, capital-intensive business that might cause some problems with a company like Volvo that doesn't have the cash that Rivian has on hand. Rivian isn't going to dilute you. Rivian's got tons of cash. They've got tons of orders. They've got uh, cargo vans and they've got, um, you know, the SUVs that they have. Sam from Facebook, take a look at Alarum Technologies. Alarum Technologies, I know nothing about this. Stock looks okay. Earnings came up. They're losing 23 cents. Pre-market, it's just kind of at 242. This is a super small company. Uh, I don't, Let's see what they do. Software, technology. Dude, the market cap's 8.41. I wouldn't trade it. I, I would not trade this one. The shares outstanding, you only have 3.52 million. Why would you trade this one? Uh, it got some hype back here in June. It, this is a company that, an Israeli company that has such little float. Good luck in filling an order. Good luck in filling an order. Uh, 3.5 million, you're going to have to sync that up. I wouldn't trade it. Uh, I will include in the newsletter uh, two uh, strategies from TrendSpider. Uh, st- in 1988, Stan Weissman developed the four market stages help traders to make informed decisions on when to buy and sell. Stage one represents a period of accumulation where smart money might be buying while the market consolidates ahead of stage two, the breakout. They've got two scanners, one with Tesla and one to actually uh, find stage one. So uh, I'll include the links. It's from TrendSpider, um, and you can subscribe to it if you want. We'll go into the default workspace. Uh, I think it's going to tell me where it is. Um, do, 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 do. Let's see. Does it bring it? Yeah. This is, well, no. I'm going to have to. I'll look it up. Um, but well, I'm going to claim this back. Uh, the two strategies I will include. The, um, a long but very good read. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll include this. This article is great. Tightening financial conditions. Um, this tells you why 10-year treasuries are key and why you should take a look at those things um, because it's going to bring the market down if we continue to see tightening. So this is a great, great read. I, I actually like this one. It's from Benzinga. I'll include that in the newsletter as well. Let's talk about scans. Um, first one, Pepsi. I hold Pepsi in a long term. Your boy drinks soda, a lot of soda. Um, I, I love soda. I've gotten off it. I have not had soda now in a week. It's been a week since I've had soda. Uh, I had a little bit of iced tea last night, but I don't drink soda, uh, but I still have Pepsi. 177.74, you're below the 200 day. I, I think anything below 180, I think you buy this one. I think you just put this in your back pocket and sit with it. Is it going to underperform a lot of stuff? Absolutely. Uh, FAS, which is a bull for the financials. You're bouncing off this 200-day, 62.87. You're up at 64. You're up 2%. I think the financials come back. I, I think what Powell says today is we, we've been in touch with regional banks. There's no issues, blah, 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 the whole thing. I think you'll see this one pop. FAS, it's a triple one. Uh, VB, which is the small cap ETF from Vanguard. 
Um, this is uh, bouncing right off the 200-day. Again, we talked about IWM underperforming. This is one you just buy and hold. If you believe in small caps and you think that they're going to come back, that's one you buy and hold. XLC, which is the communication sector. Um, this one has been on a run. Uh, it, it got you out here with a 1.4%, but you had a 10% run here in, in June and July. Uh, 68.87 is where it's at right now. Um, it's in pre-market up 0.23. These uh, spider sectors are, are ones that you buy and you just kind of hold at least for a year. It's not ones that you're going to trade on a swing trade. Um, they're not going to move like that. But 33.85 on XLF. Talked about FAS, the triple levered bull uh, on the financial. XLF financials just got across up 33.85. Uh, UPS, they just resolved their contracts. Uh, I like this company. Unfortunately, I think shipping until January is going to be in a downward trend. That's why, you're, as far as pricing goes, I just don't see this one as having the balls to actually get back to the 190s. It's just not there. McDonald's has a cross-up. Uh, this one has been an absolute monster um, since 220. The, down, down at 220, when I started looking at this one, I was like, eh, maybe I want it. It's under its 200-day. 282. I mean, that, that death cross right there worries me a little bit, but it's effing McDonald's. They're going to make money back. Uh, I own DraftKings. I said DraftKings was an overreaction. Um, uh, Penn announced that they have a deal with ESPN, and, and they just shot down. I mean, this thing has just been a dying, dying. They basically gave the company back to Dave Portnoy, Barstool Sports. In pre-market, this is up 2%, 2352 I would be a little bit wary of this one because they paid so much for that ESPN um, uh, partnership. It's just a little bit concerning to me. PDD, Pinduoduo. We had a couple of um, uh, cross-ups. PDD, Baba, and JD.com. All three crossed up. PDD here at 78.78. Personally, I think Baba's your play. Uh, Baba is down 1%, under 90 I think you buy this one under 90. 90.49 was the, the cross up there. I think you buy this one under 90, and I think you're good. Um, finally, there, there's a couple others in the list that I won't go over, but I'll include in the uh, newsletter if you want. But I want to point this out. Mondelez, uh, this is in the S&P 100. It had a cross up here at 70.84. Now, I, I wanted to point this out because look at this. Last time the, the, that we had a good cross up, that led to a 15% gain on this one, all the way from uh, March 13th to uh, May 22nd. Uh, the 50-day the crossed up. The 50-day, well, it didn't cross up. It bounced right off the 200-day. I'm concerned about this one getting back here to, to, to the 70s, to 77, and taking a 10% run just because you've had the death cross. So unlike this one where the 50-day bounces off, this crossed. So when you're taking a look at, uh, when you're taking a look at, uh, at some stocks and, and, and some of these moving averages, understand that crossovers matter. And, and when you bounce off with some support, it's, you know, say you bought in here at 66 or 67, uh, you got all the way up here to 77. So you, you did really well against this earnings. They had their earnings. Uh, they weren't as good as the, the quarter before. You see it crossing down. Any reaction is an overreaction. 
My guess is that you probably come down into the 60 handles uh, with this one. Um, it looks like you have. Well, you haven't touched it. It kind of bounced right off 70 there. So I would be a little bit worried if this was one that I was buying. Now, from a long-term perspective, I think you're okay on this one. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I mean, you're fine. It's still a growing stock. Mondelez is still a growing stock. You haven't even hit the 50-day. But with that 50-day here on the weekly at 68, that would kind of be where I would say, okay, maybe I'm going to take, take a little nibble. That run up there from this year, from the uh, October lows at 57, it's okay. I mean, it's a good one. I think these guys do Corona and stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, NVIDIA is down 1.6%. Uh, SMCI is probably in the same thing. But I am done for today. Uh, I want to thank you guys for dealing, dealing with me with my uh, wisdom teeth all week uh, and me bitching and complaining. You're at 259, um, 259.32. If you bought in here at 258.25, you're still good. I, honestly, I just think this is an overreaction. I think you're coming to fill this one back up. This one is not, I repeat, it is not overvalued. Uh, like NVIDIA is. This one, I think it actually has the earnings to go with it. So SMCI, I am holding on to. Uh, NVIDIA, on the other hand, I am buying back into NVIDIA. Uh, 465, I don't think it's crazy to think that this one gets back down to the 440s, uh, but I will probably add some more today. It's down 1.3%. Uh, I usually like to wait three days, but it's a Friday. And Monday, we may see a you know explosion based on what Powell says today. But he's going to speak soon. Uh, you guys have a great weekend, by the way, if you want any of the links that you see in this show, linktr.ee linktree slash daily stock pick. Uh, you can sign up there for TrendSpider, uh, get 25% off. The one that I would say you sign up for is Weeble. If you are not using a charting program, Weebles is free. Deposit a hundred bucks in there, deposit $300, get up to 12 free stocks. There's a link right there on Linktree. Or if you're listening down below, in any of the descriptions, I've got links for Weeble. Just sign up for it. Get yourself the desktop software. It is really, really good. Then you're going to sign up for my newsletter right here at dailystockpick.substack.com. You're going to click on the link on Linktree or just go to dailystockpick.substack.com. You can sign up for the newsletter every day you get a newsletter that the market is open. Uh, I do educational stuff on the weekend. And the weekend is basically, you know, this weekend I'll be writing about some of the buys that I did and some of the sells that I did around NVIDIA uh, specifics uh, with all of the things that all of the moves that I made, some of my thoughts on the market, uh, some of what Powell says today. Uh, are we going back? I, I included the, the chart uh, where if Powell says something crazy today, where I think we might be going back to uh, with the cues where it's another 10% down. I'll include stuff like that in, in the weekend letter. But again, it's dailystockpick.substack.com. Um, is there anything else? No, you can always gift me with Venmo, PayPal, Cash App. I do all this shit for free. Um, but if you want to join our private Facebook group, all of the icons are up here. If you don't have social media and just want to email me, there's an email link right there. So uh, Linktree has every link that you need. Uh, any questions that you have, hit me up on Facebook, hit me up on anything. Um, I'll talk to you guys Monday. Okay, take care. Bye.